0: is Wax Poetic on Co op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM?
1: So, what if I write a poem like a song?
0: Good afternoon, and welcome once again to Wax Poetic here on Co op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm one of your co-hosts this afternoon, R.C. Weslowski.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Pamela Bentley.
0: And we're very happy to have in studio today, Bernice Lieber. Hi, Bernice. Hi. Thanks for making the trip uh, all the way from uh, Bowen Island. Glad to have you here. And you said you had a little trouble with the drive, but otherwise it was pretty good?
2: (laughs) Uh, Yes, I get to Vancouver quite often, but I have not memorized where you're not allowed to turn left. (laughs)
0: All right, so uh, let's get a left turn and go into our first poem from you to introduce yourself.
2: Yes. Uh, I had one in my last book about uh, Kettle Drum Mouth, because when I did that book two years ago, I never thought he'd get to be in the race. But I was mistaken. This poem is called Man-Man Rules. When a mad man rules... All s- standards sink in quagmire. Mm. Major cruelties are acceptable, barely noticeable. Make no Twitter fodder. when truth becomes a joke and justice is a foreign code. Thus, compassion is too much trouble, difficult to stir, sweet emotions for nonprofits, when voters are crammed in unlit cellars, filled with gold-coated, lying predictions. Let others play doctor with an overinflated ego, about to explode from its own praise in his sixty-four square foot metal shell.
1: Perhaps leave this asylum while you can. Hmm. That cruel. That thing about the cruelty being um, more. Uh, there's actually statistically that the attacks on people of color have gone up since that man, man, since that madman is in power. Yeah, and so it's, it's true. Ready. I mean, when you have a leadership that allows certain acts, then they become normalized, right? They become mm-hmm. acceptable. Not that they are acceptable, but they seem like for I, some I people they are.
2: There's more violent and uh, what we used to call washroom talk in all, at all political levels, not just in, in the nearby continent.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what's... So do you think it's just a swing in that direction and that it will swing back? Or do you think... What do you think that is for all about?
2: Well, I'm I'm hoping so. I, th- there's so much nonsense with Facebook, Google, and, and Amazon and those places that I've also written about what a strangle hold when you just train everyone to buy 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that you know so that becomes the most active sport in a society yeah, yeah. acquiring
0: now you're you turned 82 years old last week so happy birthday thank you um but in comparison that to that to donald trump who's in power right now how do you think um he's he's compared like from the other presidents or leaders that you've uh, can remember um is this an anomaly or is it just You know, now it's something that's just out there that you know is no longer hidden.
2: Um, Some some of his actions, I think, uh, in terms of um, uh, fondling women, I think has been quite normal with presidents and leaders in uh, worldwide, maybe. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I, I don't think there's been anyone so erratic.
0: Yeah, I think that, yeah. You
2: know, like, it's hard to believe uh, whether he even believes what he's saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, you know, that's a very strange thing. And then, of course, people find me really strange because I'm very active with peace poets. Yeah. We read in parks and auditoriums here in Canada, but we have a great exchange going on with Bellingham, Washington, and... Uh, certainly internationally a great exchange.
1: And you, you say that people think that that's strange? Yeah.
2: I mean, I actually, um, I have one. Uh, the one piece is possible. is a bit long, but I have one I think that's more straightforward
1: about how I could believe it will work. Well, we have room for both of those on uh, in our <laughs> half hour, so you just choose which one or do them both or and let's, let's go ahead and hear them. The, the, um,
2: uh, maybe I'll read uh, yeast for peace and then and then we wondered whether uh today whether many young people know what yeast does mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing home baking anymore, but let's rise up for peace. <laughs> Be a peace emulator with a casual, relaxed stance, an amuse the smile, bright eyed with hope, shining in a mess of laugh lines. Be a peace activist by your examples of forgiving others their temper tantrums and curing your own dramas as life is thick with emotional burrs. Be a peace promoter. Sorry. Be a peace promoter. I've got to do that. Be a peace promoter. It's a typo. By flooding (laughs) all with kind acts from carrying grannies groceries and being a halfway house visitor or as a welcome wagon pro. Hmm. Be a peace politician, sitting on not-for-profit boards or elected to community offices or earning your fair judge reputation, saving the world by erasing disputes one by one. Peace is a personal choice. So...
1: That was great. I love the, uh, the, the different levels of that, you know, up at the top political level and then just in the everyday mm-hmm. acts that you can do.
2: Well, we do try to, um, you know, talk about um, peace, uh, you know, starting in your own life. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we peaceful with all our siblings? Mm-hmm. And ourselves. <laughs> have we, um, yeah. Have we become content within ourselves? Uh, we accepted that amount.
1: And um. this morning, I was in a workshop about um, uh, file management, and one of the things a person said, and then and then I said, "Well, that's actually good advice for life." They said, "If it's not serving you, you may want to think about letting it go." Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's a way of yeah. being peaceful with yourself, mm-hmm. like you said, IC, right. and like your computer. A, yeah, yeah, and your computer. If that file is not serving you any longer, <laughs> let Delete. it go. Delete, Delete. it. Yeah. <laughs> No, you have you have to uh,
2: sometimes do a little pruning. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is being uh, political with your poetry is that something you've always done, or was there a point that uh, it changed in your poetic life?
2: No, uh, I, I look back in my first book in '79, and I was writing some things about peace and getting along, and one of the surprisingly enough was in Chatelaine Doris Anderson they didn't really print poetry yeah. and then they quit short stories sadly too because they had a million readers uh, and it's, I think I know it well from memory because it's so short <clears throat> have you ever thought that the blind have no colored prejudices and that the deaf care not for speeches But even lacking our five overrated senses, we have the choice to choose to hate or to love. See, I've always believed it was a personal choice.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that was in
2: your book? Oh, wow. In 1979. I'll never get that many. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, I think it was published about 75, Uh you know, before I got the first book out.
1: So you've read all over the world. Five it's, different continents. Yeah. You said you, you, you traveled with your your husband, and, and you got chances to read when you were traveling mm-hmm. with him for his work. I think one of the scariest ones was walking
2: in, in South uh, Island of Japan into a university boardroom, and here were all these men with arms crossed in full suits and vests just looking stern. <laughs> And I thought, what am I going to start with? It was the English department, but they, literary department and, you know, everything from Shakespeare on. So that I picked up a book I had called Excuses for All Occasions. <laughs> <laughs> and my son uh, at the time was just in doing uh, an art class, and so he had done cartoons for each one of them. And so I, I uh, chose the excuse of a drinker.
0: Uh-huh.
2: You know, it's, it's not like I'm addicted or anything, but you know, you get thirsty and it just <laughs> it is all conversational. Well, by two lines, they their their hands relaxed and they were just laughing.
1: Nice. <laughs> you won them over.
2: But it, it's dicey when you walk into a brand new audience in a different country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a boardroom. <laughs> with <You> suits. <laughs> with with all academics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the only woman in the room until, of course, a nice gal brought tea.
0: <laughs> so how have you, uh, like over the years, uh, navigated that territory of being like... Uh, uh, maybe the the only female poet uh, in a in a room or in a at a reading or a conference, and I, I don't you know I don't think that's always the case. But
2: well, I I think what stood up for me was uh, being on a ski team in Red Mountain, where the whole Green family went, mm-hmm. and I skied with Elizabeth Nancy Green's older sister, and um, we had some of the Olympic women's team come up to try the mountain from the States. And I had the second time, I guess I was 17. And, uh, of course, the women came over and said, well, who's your coach? <laughs> I said, we don't have one. We just have to ski with the boys and keep up. <laughs> 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 and and I think I, uh, that's been my attitude, whether I was, you know, uh, when I was teaching classes or... Whatever I got involved in, uh, it was up to me just to hit on steady, yeah. steady, keep going. Because skiing teaches uh, you know you can cartwheel and end up in the bush covered in snow, but the next race you can win. Yeah, you you, and I think that's good training in any career. Mm. Did you
0: ever do any uh, tr- racing or t- um, competitively, like for scores and medals and stuff?
2: I I did when I was in high school. Yes, I have, I have that, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, came down here to Grouse Mountain because Whistler didn't exist in the old days.
0: As a resort. <laughs> the mountain was there, I <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, the mountain stayed, no yeah. Yeah, and we went to Banff and yeah. and, and, and Yakima are places in Washington State, but that was as far. There wasn't money when I was racing uh, to send us out... To uh, Quebec, where the uh, Mount Tremblant, where where mm. the national team was chosen, but we did enough fundraising.
1: We got Nancy
2: to go. Nancy Green. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very cool. That's so, in- oh, I was going to say it's interesting that Mount Tremblant is where they do the because the, the mountains are actually bigger out here than they are in Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much bigger.
2: Anyway. The, f- the face of Red Mountain still scares people. But mm-hmm. anyways,
0: are you from the West Kootenay or where? You-
2: yes. Yes, I. I was born up in Smithers, um, but I, uh, I did most of my schooling in Rossland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and, then it, and then I started, after high school, I went to teacher training. So I'm one of those people that's been normalized. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was funny, normal school for teaching.
2: <laughs> Is that what they call it?
1: Yeah, it, was, it used to be called normal school.
0: Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's why that, that was <laughs> yeah, that yeah, joke.
1: Yeah. It a good joke. Um, yeah. Then you ended up teaching in Ontario? Is that where you did most of your teaching? Or?
2: No, I started here in BC in a little rural school in the mountains above Kelowna where I had grades 1, 2, and 3 with no equipment <laughs> in the old days. But no, eventually um, uh, uh, I, I had four years outside of Canada when we started in England, but uh, uh, part of my survival is that I've been through the divorce courts three
1: times. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear more about that later. Let <laughs> me ask you about where you're living now. Um, but let's hear another poem. Okay.
2: Th- this is a, a harder look about Peace is Possible. And then maybe we'll have a go at Facebook. They're a great <laughs> target of mine. Uh. <laughs> peace is possible when you're still at home with smiling parents or caring siblings, having sweet dreams as a fed and loved toddler, in a house of laughter, in a garden, on a beach or pond, or by a window herb shelf, when you are not eluding the fists of school bullies or judgmental sneers of the juvenile fascinistas, (laughs) when you're not... ...dodging dagger-edged words of old bag of bones... ...tar baby, dumbo, junkie, slut... ...when you're not running from crumbling cement... ...or flaming wood buildings... ...from foreign gunfire or torpedoes... ...or homemade cluster bombs... ...when you're not evading horrible gagging... ...from breath-ending spray or foaming toxins... ...when being poisoned by warring dictators when you're not dying of thirst and hunger nor frying on desert mountains of sand or slipping on icy flows or endless mudslides war orphans know war it's life of endless fears these young refugees don't know nor learn other definitions that are the opposite of war concepts peace Peace begins inside, easing tense heart muscles or rigid brain tracks. Enter your quiet center. Even when it's in life's races you won or lost, just begin sharing justice through acceptance and love of all. Make peace with yourself. Then reach out to soothe those around you. When your core is at peace, thankful for life, this amazing universe, gratitude and joy, flow freely. Now you can believe peace
1: is possible.
2: So, that's the end of my sermon. for
1: <laughs> Our guest today is Bernice Lever, and you're listening to her on Wax Poetic on Vancouver Co-op Radio. CFRO one hundred point five FM. I almost said Vancouver Poetry Radio. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it is right now. <laughs> I was like, that won't count as a, a station ID. <laughs> um, thank you for that reminder. You know, we know those things, and we can't hear them often enough. And I particularly needed that reminder today, so I appreciated that, oh, Bernice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so the the. It's true when it's easy, it's easy, right, but then it's when it gets a little tougher. it reminds me a little bit of the writings of Thich Nhat Han that peace in every is every step, and yeah,
0: so how often do the peace poets uh from here in Bellingham get together or correspond? you are you regularly corresponding um about stuff mm-hmm. or
2: and of course, living where i do i i I have people that want to come for the weekend and be inspired by being out of cities, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, they say they want to come and see Bernice, but I know. <laughs> uh,
0: ha, ha, ha. And where do you live?
2: Um, I'm on, on the eastern shore, and I have a great view of all three buses coming into Horseshoe Bay.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Oh Eastern shore of Bowen Island. Mm-hmm. Eastern shore of Bowen right. Island, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it, it's uh, uh, it's a very quiet island and great for hiking. There's lots of trails. We actually don't have camping on mm-hmm. Bowen. You know, it's, it's been built mainly for day visitors. Okay. And uh, But there's only one road from east to west side. Mm-hmm. And so I would say 80% or more of the people all live on a dead-end street. <laughs> so if there's no marine drive at 10 o'clock with the last ferry, it's quiet. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Was well, there much light? Like uh, in the evening? Are there, like, is it uh, oh, yes. dark?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, you... <laughs> No, there's no street lights after you leave the main street. If that's what you mean. Yeah, oh, yeah. And
1: then, and then there's so many trees. Yeah,
2: but yeah. but uh, I've got big open uh, whole row of windows from kitchen, dining room, front room, a big long deck. But uh, it, the the good part about you know the sort of village container as you get off th- there there are uh, three uh cafe bakeries
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: <laughs> with all homemade food on the island, nothing brought in from chains and uh good 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 restaurants and and two pubs and they take turns Friday night has music at one and Saturday night has music at the other right. without a cover, just local people yeah. often and then we have. Places where big name people come and play. You know. uh, we're we're lucky enough to have some of them are Bowen people.
0: Hmm. Do you do any read- poetry readings there, or is there a poetry?
2: Uh, yes. an
0: active perform like a reading series or anything.
2: There is there isn't an active poetry reading series at anymore. We uh, so many writers we tend to have practically a book launch every week, whether it's a novel or nonfiction or uh-huh. poetry. Uh, just opened the. The art gallery and entertainment center has just moved right down, uh, and used up the great big parking lot behind the library, and so that it's it's really like half a block from the ferry dock. Huh. So it's right down that people can come over as foot passengers and mm-hmm. enjoy things. Nice, yeah. No, there's there's good uh, good eating and entertainment on Bowen.
0: So you've got a book there with you called Small Acts. Um, can you tell us about that book? Is it relatively new? or
2: it's a, It came out very late in 16. I didn't get a copy till the first week of December in 16, but it is uh, that uh, date. And uh, I think the title Small Acts was the choice of my publisher out in uh, Black Moss in Windsor, Ontario, and um, I think I think it explains uh, in in a little detail about how people make friends in small towns. Oh, okay. They're open. It was that unexpected kindness—a wooden door, stained glass decor, opening to his tentative wrap, then accepting. accepting and always curious gaze with its smiling yes he's standing on one foot then on its sandaled mate on her weathered wide veranda wondering where to begin then just gasping hopefully I want to measure your house (laughs) his bright eyes full of yearning to build a similar home for his own creative space his tearful eyes now telling me all these years later that Iona Elizabeth McIntyre's welcoming yes, come in was one Bowen Island artist sharing with another. Hmm. Apparently he liked the way it faced the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually, I think, is one of um, BC's better known artists. She actually did end up, after studying Granville Island, the arch- Class and everything. Some decades ago, um, did have shows in New York.
0: Who is that? What's their right? name?
2: Her, her, Iona uh, Elizabeth McIntyre. Oh, okay. So, uh, so and all, just
1: just, all she did was just say, "Come on in, so you can measure the house." And sure. <laughs> that <laughs> was that was the like small it. act. <laughs> Probably never seen them before. They were of different generations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh... You mentioned earlier that Facebook is one of your targets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want to just read the poem and then we'll ask you about it? Or do you want to tell us about that? Or why is Facebook one of your targets?
2: Uh, Well, I could read this because it brings in a few other of of the... uh, Internet leaders, as I would call
0: them. The anti-social media.
2: <laughs> Social media. Um, um, Facebook installment plan. Who are these faceless multi-billionaires who sell all our preferences to other multi-billionaires? Where is their public Google site? Or is it linked to Amazon's, the world's longest river of merchandise ever? (laughs) Is it any wonder that my 2,800-plus FB friends often have fake faces and families, even lifelines? What electronic controller will use us next, burying us in addictive ads? Remember our spoken words are more healing and loving than any graphic or text-thumbed communication. Let your eyes tone and touch, muzzle with animal instinct, reach the other's heart. Contact is a priceless gift.
1: So though I think I have...
2: More about these
1: folks. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a fairly new one, because is that true? Because you're reading off of a page, and now you're going back to small acts to find another Mm -hmm. one. It's um, so we're going backwards chronologically. We'll see how your how your anti Facebook uh, sentiments have (laughs) developed,
0: and whether yeah they're falling in line with what's going on recently.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know. uh, uh, Did you find it? Oh yeah, I've okay. got three or four. Years. I'm just wondering what uh, wouldn't be too. The one most scathing. Wouldn't be
1: too what? Too. Uh, um, it's community radio. As long as you don't say the f word or you no. substitute it, then we're fine. <laughs> you can go ahead and read uh, whichever. Yeah.
2: The the. Uh. uh This this one's actually called Gag Google. (laughs) I live in an e-house captured by satellite on a lens generated by Google cameras that are set to follow me day and night. How about you? Can they see you too? Can they see my car parked outside or if my lights are on inside? May your unopened Gmail advise you more about me? What mall I'm shopping at or what gift parcel is going to what building next. Odorless Google works in silence around the clock circling the globe. Humorless Google snaps pictures on endless e circuits. Just the total invasion machine, but not ethical nor powerless. Google is in, Google is expanding, invading by millions of zeros and ones by the hour worldwide. Remember, Google is not a gag.
1: So that. And well. when you first said "gag Google" before we went on air, I thought it was a different kind of gag. <laughs> I thought you we were like making a command, like let's gag Google mm-hmm. and shut them up. Or, mm-hmm. and then "gag Google," I thought you know like some sort of weird chant or something. Mm-hmm. That's so. Um, but it's not a gag. You don't think it's. No. You think it's dangerous, obviously.
2: Yeah, it, it But whether, you know, whether uh, they could actually have any kind of either personal or government control of who sells everything about you personally, Mm -hmm. Uh, I worry about it. Although I have a a very bright grandson who works on uh, getting protection for international banks.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course, they need the protecting first.
2: Yeah. yeah, protect them rather than the individuals. I'd like my little local bank <laughs> not not be an open yeah. account either.
1: Well, we are almost we are out of time, so mm-hmm. we just want to say, um, do you have any readings coming up, or, or do you have a website that people can find you at? Yes, I do. My website
2: is www. Colorofwords. because it's how to improve your English or enjoy it in creative
1: writing, uh, the color has a U in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. So that's drawing on your editing work and your mm. poetry and your years teaching. Yes, yes. And you're still doing that work at e And A2? it's
2: a brand. It's free now. 15 pages, 255 uh, pages and... Uh, so I just send it worldwide. People look at my website, send me an email, and they get the book. And oh, cool! It's quite fascinating because I've even had professors at colleges and one from UK.
1: <laughs> wow, cool! Using and you, it. <laughs> and do you have any readings coming up, um, or a peace poet, uh, peace poets? Yes, event? we'll be we'll uh,
2: be be going down in um, later on in April. I'm on North Shore uh, all day on Saturday because that's their festival day. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple of gigs that day, both helping people as well as reading. For the North Shore Writers' Festival? Right, and that's the 21st of April. But later, probably the next week or so, we'll be in Bellingham. And we'll be bringing out our fifth book of peace poems with writers from both sides of the border. Oh, wow, huh?
1: that's awesome.
0: Great. Thank you for uh, being our guest today. Wow, it's nice. Thanks for making the trip.
1: Thanks fun. for Kevin uh, hooking that up. Yeah, <laughs> our, our other co-host who's not here today, but oh. he had a, a role in making the show happen.
0: Uh, so coming up tonight at uh, Benny's Bagels on West Broadway, it is uh, the UBC Poetry Slam featuring Stephen J. Thompson from Victoria. Ah. Another person traveling uh, by boat to get to Vancouver <laughs> and do some poetry today. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, happening this afternoon.
1: Uh, Next Monday is the Last Chance Slam. It's the last chance to get into the semifinals to make it. To the finals to get a chance to be on the Vancouver Poetry Slam team. And that final uh, competition will be happening uh, the Monday of Versus, which is April 23rd.
0: And that, uh, as Pam's mentioning there, Versus Festival Awards is coming up April 19th to 29th in Vancouver, uh, featuring also Hullabaloo, the youth uh, spoken word program. And uh, you can check that all out at versusfestival.ca.
1: Yeah, almost all the events are up now.
0: Cool. Uh, that's it for us so uh, thank you bernice thank you i
1: should is, is it off now? Nope, no no we're yet.
0: still
2: going we're
1: still on we're just going to say goodbye and then we're going to okay. turn it off that's okay. all right you're lucky to say goodbye
2: because uh, i was just going to show uh, uh the title of one my name is sensual <laughs> <laughs> right. more laughs when i'm reading saucy poems oh, <laughs> do we all
0: yes i'm rc was i'm pam, and pam Bentley. and no apologies necessary is coming up next